review, and refresh your practice offerings. The power of feedback. Every flourishing practice understands that its clients are its best feedback loop. Often the most impactful changes come from truly listening to those we serve. While we might have a clear idea of what our clients need, they're the ones who can best communicate what they genuinely want. Welcome to the Nutrition Content Creator Podcast. This is where health and wellness professionals come to nail their nutrition content game, scale their practices, and get clients the results they are looking for. Get ready to unlock your potential as a nutrition professional. I'm your host, Jeannie Petrucci, registered dietitian nutritionist, culinary coach, and expert nutrition content creator. And I'm super excited to go on this journey with you, supporting you with actionable steps you can take to save time and become more competitive. In this podcast, I'll provide you with solutions. I'll be sharing my knowledge and expertise on how to create compelling, dynamic nutrition content that attracts, serves, and retains your ideal clients. Content that also supports you with growing your practice. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, everyone, and here we are again, Q4 of another year that has us thinking about what is in store for our practices in the upcoming year. I am here today to not only encourage you to start thinking about what you want next year to look like, but to support you with taking actionable steps that will move the needle in the right direction. There's still plenty of time left this year to not only plan for next year, but to actually test some ideas like lead generators or new offers that you've been thinking about. As this year comes to a close, it's valuable to reflect on the past year, its challenges, triumphs, lessons, and transformations. Perhaps your practice saw a surge of new clients as wellness became a priority for many, or maybe you adapted your offerings to better suit the virtual world we're navigating. But the end of the year isn't just for reflection. It's also prime time for preparation. While high-level strategies are essential to guide our direction, the true magic lies in the details, the concrete actions we can take that translate our visions into realities. Think of it like a nutrition plan. Having a general idea of healthy eating is good, but success is in the details that often determine positive outcomes. Just as in that well-crafted nutrition plan where we encourage our clients to move from intention to implementation, it's time for us as practitioners to transition from strategic thinking to actionable tasks. Each tangible step we take now is a brick laid for a prosperous 2024. Today, we'll cover the specifics and discuss the five things that you can do right now to position your practice for growth in the upcoming year. First, review and refresh your practice offerings. The power of feedback. Every flourishing practice understands that its clients are its best feedback loop. Often the most impactful changes come from truly listening to those we serve. While we might have a clear idea of what our clients need, they're the ones who can best communicate what they genuinely want. The immediate action that you can take. Initiate a brief, concise survey to send to your existing clients. Use a straightforward platform like SurveyMonkey or Google Forms. Ask targeted questions to understand their most pressing nutrition concerns 
any additional services they desire, and feedback on current offerings. But remember, keep it short and sweet. The longer the survey, the fewer responses you will get. If you have an active Instagram account, you could also use a survey tool in Stories. It can be remarkably effective. Here are your insights into the innovation. Once you've collected the feedback, identify patterns or recurring requests. Are many of your clients interested in learning more about intermittent fasting, plant-based diets, or perhaps gut health? Recognizing these patterns can inform the introduction of a new service or tweaking of an existing package. Here is your pro tip for this step for reviewing and refreshing your practice offerings. Don't just make changes, announce them. Once you revamped or introduced new packages, make sure that you communicate this to both existing and potential clients. It not only showcases your responsiveness, but also underscores your commitment to staying updated and client-centric. Step number two, optimize your online presence. The power of a digital facelift. Your online presence is often the first impression potential clients have of your practice. As technology and design trends evolve, so should your digital presence. Regular updates not only improve user experience, but can also enhance search engine visibility, driving more organic traffic to your website for your services. Here is the immediate action that you can take. Start by updating your website. This isn't just about aesthetics. It's about functionality. Make sure your website loads quickly, make sure it's mobile-friendly, and has clear call-to-action points. Integrate fresh testimonials and ensure your list of services reflects your current offerings. While you're at it, check that all the links are working and that your contact information is up to date. Update your social profiles. Take a look at your Instagram profile and optimize it. There's a worksheet in your content cure this week to help you do that. Refresh your Facebook cover profile. If you have a private Facebook group, review group rules and member questions as well. Here are insights for this step. The digital world is evolving. You need to stay informed about current best practices for website design, user experience, and social media platform opportunities. Consider adding a blog if you don't already have one. Regular quality content can position you as an authority in your field and improve your website's search engine ranking. Here's the pro tip for this step for optimizing your online presence. Visuals play a pivotal role in capturing and retaining the attention of website visitors. If you can, schedule a professional photo shoot to get high-quality images for your site. These photos can be repurposed for social media posts, brochures, and other marketing materials. Investing in quality visuals can elevate the overall perception of your brand and appeal to potential clients. If hiring a professional photographer isn't in your budget, ask a friend or family member to spend a few hours with you and your phone camera. Casual photos can also add a layer of relatability to your brand. Step number three, plan a marketing blitz for January. The power of timing. January is synonymous with new beginnings and resolutions. As people transition from the indulgences of the holiday season, there's always a surge in motivation to adopt healthier habits. Tapping into this mindset can be a goldmine for nutrition professionals, as potential clients are actively seeking guidance to start their year right. Here is the immediate action you can take for this step. Design a New Year-themed challenge or workshop. 
Whether it's a detox after the holidays challenge or a kickstart your health program or a workshop maybe on setting achievable nutrition goals, create something that speaks to the post-holiday audience. Make it engaging, achievable, and relevant to the needs of those wanting to recalibrate their eating habits after the festive season. Here are some insights into this step of planning a marketing blitz for January. Beyond just creating a challenge or workshop, think about its delivery. Maybe it's a mix of live online sessions, downloadable resources, or even daily email tips. Innovate in ways that differentiate your offer from the flood of programs certain to enter the universe this time of year. Here's the pro tip for this step. Anticipation can be as powerful as the event itself. Start promoting your January event in late Q4. Utilize your email list, social media platforms, and even partnerships with local businesses. Offer early bird specials, bonuses, or exclusive content for those who sign up in advance. Creating a sense of urgency and exclusivity can boost enrollments and set the stage for a successful start to the year. Step number four, organize and automate client management the power of efficiency. Efficiency isn't just an advantage, it is a necessity. Efficient client management not only streamlines your administrative tasks, but also enhances the client experience. We have talked about this several times in episodes in the podcast. By automating and organizing, you can spend less time on administrative tasks and more time doing what you love, counseling and supporting your clients. Here's the immediate action you can take for this step. If you're still managing client data manually or using fragmented systems, now is the time to upgrade. Invest in comprehensive client management software. Luckily, you have plenty of options here. There are several EHRs that are available to nutrition practitioners. These platforms allow you to schedule appointments, send reminders, share resources, and even invoice all in one place. Begin by setting up automated emails for appointment confirmations, reminders, and follow-ups. Populate the system with essential resources that client can access as they need. The downside to relying on these systems 100%, however, is that they make it hard to scale, as everyone who participates in your program or challenge will need to complete an onboarding process to create a client account, which is great if they're already clients and patients, but not so great for powerful marketing channels. Here, I recommend String Connect, a powerful platform leveraging technology to put all your marketing solutions in one place. Some of you are already familiar with String Marketing as we have hosted the founder, Stephanie Hoffenke, here on the podcast and collaborate on many projects with her team. We do this because we know marketing your practice is hard and we want to get you the support that you need. With String Connect as your hub, you can create a marketing plan for an offer, such as lead pages, email capture and sequences, group chats, and even SMS text messaging. And you can deliver the program to a group of people all in one place. It's an all-in-one marketing platform designed just for practitioners. A link for more information on this powerful tool is in the show notes. Here are some insights for this step for organizing and automating client management. While automation is about convenience, personalization is key to client retention. Ensure that automated emails have a personal touch. Segment your client list to send targeted resources or messages 
ensuring that each client feels seen and valued. Here is your pro tip for this actionable step. Setting up a new system can feel overwhelming, but lean on the providers of your client management systems to support you. Most have trainings and some even have dedicated personnel to help you get started. Commit to a full day or even a weekend to get everything in place. Migrate client data, which some of the EHR programs can support you with, set up email templates, and populate some resources. By front-loading the effort now, you'll set yourself up for a smoother and more efficient 2024. And remember, once everything is set up, ongoing maintenance will be minimal. Step number five is establish a solid practitioner referral program. The power of interdisciplinary collaboration. Collaboration with other professionals can be a huge driver of growth in your practice. When doctors, therapists, fitness experts, and nutrition practitioners come together, the client receives a holistic approach to health. By establishing a referral program with other practitioners, you not only expand your clientele, but you also enrich the health journey of each client with a multidisciplinary touch. Also, any trust that the referring practitioner has developed gets conferred to you. Here's the immediate action that you can take to establish a solid practitioner referral program. Start by identifying local healthcare practitioners who share a similar ethos and clientele. Approach them with the idea of collaboration, emphasizing the mutual benefits. You offer their patients a specialized nutrition perspective, and in return, you receive clients who already understand the value of expert nutrition guidance. Here are some insights into this actionable step that you can take. Always be prepared with resources or data that showcase the effectiveness of a nutrition intervention. Whether it's improved patient outcomes, enhanced recovery rates, or better management of chronic conditions, having this data on hand can be a compelling value proposition when approaching potential referral partners. A compelling UVP, a unique value proposition, I used to deliver to referring doctors was, I'm not in the nutrition business. I'm in the behavior change business. I will help your clients change their behaviors to drive positive health outcomes. This messaging was very well received. I also offered a seamless process that would support the doctors with referring patients to my practice. I am sharing not only the process with you in the content cure for this week, but also the referral forms that I used. You can edit and brand them for your practice. Here is your pro tip for this step of establishing a solid practitioner referral program. Create professional-looking informational packets or brochures about your services, specifically tailored for other healthcare professionals. You will include your referral forms in these packets. This can provide practitioners with a clear understanding of how your expertise complements theirs. Regularly check in with your referral partners, maybe even set up quarterly meetings or host lunch and learns to discuss overall patient progress and explore ways to enhance the collaboration. Another tip I can offer based on my experience is that leaving business cards is rarely effective at driving referrals. I created a flyer that I placed in a Lucite stand in the practitioner's office. It had my information with telephone number and also a QR code to request an appointment. This avoided waste and the added expense of printing cards or other materials, and I also didn't have to go to the office frequently to refill. 
As we inch closer to the brand new year, it's essential to remember that the seeds of growth that you plant today will determine the success that you reap tomorrow. And while strategies, visions, and overarching goals are foundational, it's these actionable concrete steps that truly drive progress and sustain your thriving practice. Beginning these tasks now in the calm before the whirlwind of the year-end festivities and the rush of January resolutions allows for thoughtful, thorough implementation. Also, laying down the groundwork in this quarter ensures that you're not only reacting to the demands of 2024, but that you're actively shaping them. So here's your next step. Do not let the momentum from this episode fade. Choose at least one actionable step that you can take from our list and set things in motion. Remember that every big achievement starts with the decision to try. As you step into 2024, let it be with confidence that you've laid a robust foundation for your practices, growth, and success. Now for your content cure for this week. Your content cure for this week includes content that you can take action on for each of the five steps that you can take to prepare your practice for growth in 2024. The link to download the content cure is in the show notes. Today, I'm going to start with a new addition to the podcast, member Q&A, where I will answer a question each week that came in from a member of our community. Typically, we all benefit from solutions to group questions. So this week, the question came from Living Plate Rx member Michelle, and she wrote, I was asked to do presentations at two doctor's offices on Nutrition 101. I have a PowerPoint presentation that I've used before, but one office does not have the technology to let me use it. Does anyone have some creative ideas on how to make this talk fun and engaging using the Living Plate Rx handouts and other tools? I want to provide some handouts and visuals, but not so much that the patients stop listening to me speaking. I loved seeing this question from Michelle uh, in our Facebook group, Scale Your Nutrition Practice, because it really brought me back to the time when I was traveling around to practitioners' offices and delivering demos just like Michelle was asked to do. Those were also really great drivers of business because it showed that you were committed to working with them and also you know, providing some free services to their clients as a way for them to get to know, like, and trust you. So what I shared with Michelle was that um, I purchased a very inexpensive projector and I actually used the blank walls in the waiting rooms of one of the practitioners that I worked with. So I had two other referring practitioners. Um, A good lesson here, by the way, is that you don't need a huge referral base. We had, uh, when I first opened my practice, uh, developed relationships with about three local practitioners and that was about all we could handle. Because we had such a great referral process and because they trusted us, they referred a lot. So we really only needed three whose practices aligned with our values. So, you know, they really loved when we would come in and give presentations. But this one doctor, like I said, didn't have space for us to project anything. So we used the waiting room. We took some things off the wall and we projected onto the wall. So as long as you have a bare wall, this will work. And you know, eventually I brought a collapsible screen once my volume increased and it was more work to configure the space than really bringing my own supplies. So again, once I could afford to invest in a screen, a portable screen, that's what I did. And then I could just bring everything that I needed 
Uh, really, all I needed was an outlet. So I just had to make sure that I brought extension cords to make sure that the projector would work. So I do agree that with one of the things that Michelle said, that it's difficult to keep everyone engaged with just handouts. My opinion here is, and based on my experience, is that the best engagement tool ever is a cooking demonstration. And you don't even have to cook. For Nutrition 101, you could demonstrate, for example, a carbohydrate-rich, protein-rich, or fat-rich snack. So clearly there's overlap. You know, most snacks aren't just carbs, proteins, or fats. It's usually a combination, but they'll get the idea and you can have a conversation about it as you're preparing it. If you have to stick to handouts, let's say a practitioner doesn't allow food in the office, then I would only give participants what you want them to look at at that moment in your presentation. What you don't want to do is give them a stack of handouts and recipes and all kinds of information and then try and give a presentation because all they'll be doing is leaving through the handouts. Give them a packet of handouts and really everyone's just going to start leaving through them while you're talking. So if you are strategic about when you distribute the handouts, it will help control the flow. I would add that advertising a cooking demonstration versus an education session is also going to get more people in the seats uh, for you. It's a great gateway to talking about health and nutrition. Some other members chimed in to support Michelle with some suggestions. Jenny suggested that she bring some props as visuals can have a huge impact. And I totally agree. Really good visuals could be samples of different kinds of foods, whether they are fresh or minimally processed in boxes. Um, if you are bringing minimally processed foods uh, to your presentation, you'll have the benefit of a nutrition label that you can also review with the participants. So maybe you have a this or that demonstration where you have two boxes of, let's say, crackers, and one is highly refined and the other is whole grain. And you can share with them and have them participate actually in reading the nutrition label. So that would be really excellent for a Nutrition 101 uh, program. Hillary suggested an easel with a large notepad and a marker. So you could Take the participants through some learning exercises and just the activity of writing on the large notepad and kind of flipping the page can help keep people engaged if you're not uh, using a slide deck. Hillary also suggested that a whiteboard might work, and I 100% agree. I had a large whiteboard that was on an easel. Now, I use that whiteboard on an easel for my practitioner-facing presentation. So when I did like lunch and learns and breakfast and learns, but you could easily use a white whiteboard uh, and an easel with any patient-facing programming as well. Debbie also chimed in with a recommendation for Michelle, and that was to bring food models or actual food to the presentation. So you could just load a grocery bag with different samples of foods. I think for this kind of presentation in Nutrition 101 that a mix of fresh foods and minimally processed foods would be great because again, you get the opportunity with the minim minimally processed foods to do label reading. But you could, you could for example, uh, demonstrate the difference between starchy vegetables and non-starchy vegetables and have examples of them for people to see. You could have mason jars that are filled 
with refined grains and whole grains. You could have jars that are filled with legumes and beans and really be able to demonstrate what these foods look like without actually doing any cooking. I hope you enjoyed this episode with our new edition of Q&A, and I look forward to seeing you all again next week. That's it for today. Thank you for joining me. I trust that you found value in this episode. Be sure to follow this podcast and remember to download your resources in the show notes. Visit us at livingplaterx.com for complete show notes and access to all the evidence-based nutrition content you need to create a thriving practice that serves up the most delicious and irresistible content your clients are looking for. And don't forget to tune in again next Tuesday as we continue to explore the latest trends in nutrition content marketing.